I, I do see, I know obviously it's a comic book movie universe, so there's always going to be big, splashy, boom, splody pows. Right, um, of course. It's always going to be. You need that in, in these movies, honestly. Like, uh, like today's subject matter of Shang-Chi, you, like, as kick-ass as that movie was, you needed to highlight everything that was kick-ass about that movie with big, splody CG boom bows, you know? Eh, to a certain extent, yeah. Like, if the guy had just had the Ten Rings on and was just punching people really hard, it wouldn't have been as effective as when he, in the beginning, jumps up. And, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Bog Talk, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Um, we're talking Shang-Chi today. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a little bit late, but I was late to the party and watching it. So Hey, we're not late to the... It's on Disney Plus right now, so if you want to go stream it and like you know listen to us talk about it while... Or after you're done watching the movie, then that's perfect, you know? Exactly. It's like talking to your old buddies, Mike and Alex. Yeah, you know, we're we're finally we're we're back, man. We're back to the MCU finally. It's been a while right. since we, we've we, really gotten to dive in. We're talking uh, horror movies for so long that we yeah. kinda lost out on our on uh, our first love. We are we are not done with that. We had the the holiday break last week. Uh you know, the it, I mean technically it was the build up to the holiday break, but uh mm-hmm. that anybody that works knows that that week is just as hard as Thanksgiving weekend. So, uh, so here we are, we're back. Uh, we're going to be, we're, we're diving into Marvel today with Shang-Chi. Um, and then, uh, at some point we're going to be, uh, hitting the guys from that horrifying little box at some point before the year's over. The box. You opened it. And we came. No tears, please. It is such a good waste of suffering. Yeah, I um, love, uh, what's his name? Doug, Doug Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, he's so good as Pinhead. I'm um, so sad that he's not going to be Pinhead in the reboot, but I'm really excited to see what they do with the character. I'm excited to see what they do with the character. I still think that it would do them justice to do some kind of like, it's the rebirth of Pinhead. Show us Doug Bradley dying. And then the new penhead being reborn. I, I'm sorry. Like the reason Hellraiser Eight failed so fucking hard was because they brought Fat Pinhead into it, and mm. he just was bad. They tried to redo the Doug Bradley Pinhead with some guy. And you just can't. You, you just, can't recreate that magic. You, you know? can't. Especially I, this is Shang Chi. We'll get into it. I, right, I've yeah. got. I've got well, some fucking words to say. We'll, we'll talk Hellraiser soon. We'll, uh, Hellraiser. So. Um, but so Marvel Shang Chi first, our first like real movie foray back into the MCU, um, right? Because Black Widow is technically like a prequel at this point. Yeah, te- I mean, like we we discussed with that one that that took place. Uh, was it uh, between Civil, Civil War, War and Infinity, Infinity War? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole like Black Widow's vest origins. <laughs> Why is her hair blonde? Oh, why oh, she we, got that vest? Oh, we figured it out. How huh? we needed a whole fucking movie for a wardrobe choice? Why is she's Yelena, a spy? She changes her fucking hair. Why is Yelena going to be attacking Hawkeye soon enough? Oh, dude, I honestly forgot about that till just now. Yeah, that, that it's going to have to happen soon. I mean, what three episodes? Anyway, Shang Chi. Um, so love this movie. It it was great because it was kind of like. I love the beginning. No English for what, like ten minutes? Yeah, just like, like complete Chinese, like overdubbing and stuff. More like building the, yeah. explanation of like, here's this thing. Here's what it does. Here's why it's important. Let's fucking go. Like, mm-hmm. 
You know, Marvel at this point with their movies, they're like, just, it's crazy shit, okay? Like, you just watched 24 movies of a rich alcoholic in a metal suit teaming up with a god and a poster boy for the 1940s to fight a giant purple guy collecting space rocks. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have to, like, gritty up kung fu. No. Now, like, I know. I will say this, and I've been thinking about this a lot. Kung Fu came into the MCU first with Iron Fist, technically, with the Netflix Marvel stuff. True. Um, and I think having uh, RZA do an episode in that is what made the first season of Iron Fist kick ass for me. Like The storytelling was so bad. In the storytelling was terrible, but that episode where uh, – oh, it's when he's – when they're going after the hand, when they first go over to China, and every fight scene was uh, – was uh soundtracked and choreographed by the Rizza. Wow. Um and yeah, dude, that episode, like I'll go back and rewatch that episode just because it's fucking sweet. Right. Um I I love Kung Fu. I love Kung Fu to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And boy did that do it justice, you know? Um Chung Chi's Kung Fu needed to be more magical. Um where instead of, you know, regular Kung Fu, Kung Fu, yellow hand. This one, it was like, had a little more of that crouching tiger feel where, you know, she's doing her, like, she fights the guy and she does her little foot swipe to the side thing for her pose and, like, all the leaves move with it. Uh, it was just oh, so cool. Talking about when uh, when Wu meets his wife. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that, uh, the style of the kung fu that they used in this in the, in the martial arts was fucking sweet. Wheat. yeah it felt really cool because like it's like very just chinese cinematography inspired in general and you can really tell in just the way they capture everything like the the sweeping shots when it comes to like that it, specifically in their fight when they're doing their little dance fight you know like big swooping shots that just kind of like flow with it you know like kind of representing like the actual fighting style she's using too yeah yeah exactly like they they it's it's another one of those things that i love about uh later mcu stuff where it's like here it is if you want to know more marvel unlimited is 8.99 a month yeah although the whole taolo and like uh shang chi's mom being from there is like all just MCU stuff. Same with his father being yeah. the oh yeah, the, not actually the Mandarin because that's not the actual name of his character. The leader of the Ten Rings. Yeah, Wen Wu, the leader of the Ten Rings, who was misnamed as the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. I think that that was that was an incredibly uh, safe way for them to handle the Mandarin because uh, I mean, dude, the Mandarin Fu Manchu. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do all Fu this Manchu shit, at all, because like, that was originally Shang-Chi's father. It, yeah, and all of that was very much written at a time when, I, how to say this, it was socially acceptable to be outwardly racist. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like It was like to the point where like they obviously did not care like of like depicting like Asian people in a certain light, and it's just... Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to like fully like, like I'm not going to history buff because I'm, I'm not really, but Shang-Chi, uh, Fu Manchu, all of them came out around the sixties, seventies and eighties. Yeah. Or well, mostly the sixties and seventies, dude, Korea, Vietnam, like it was, 
pretty easy to paint a person of Asian descent as a bad guy and throw racist caricatures at it and have to call that character development, you know? Right. It's like almost a propaganda machine in itself. A little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, you've got like Captain America straight up. Right, like, yeah. Propaganda machine 101, 101 right there. You know, I mean, he's, he's a great character, but he's it's still propaganda as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marvel handled it really, really well by having... The Mandarin be a white guy who was a trumped up character. I, I still don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Having Guy Pierce scream, I am the Mandarin. <laughs> um, now we, that we know it was a manufactured character created by AIM to sow discord and all that stuff. Him screaming, I am the Mandarin is more of a like. I am the boss kind of thing. Right, yeah. Like, it's all me. If you me. thought that that guy was the leader, then you're fucking dumb. Yeah. I'm the leader, yeah. And, and, it was, and it was more of like a, like, th- there's no fucking ten rings. There's no, oh. God damn no, it. Pardon the sound here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a bit of a microphone mishap. It's going to sound like Alex is slowly rubbing the inside of your eardrum. Oh, yeah, you like that. Little, little bog talk ASMR. ASMR. I'm leaving it in. I'm not editing that out. Tap on the... <laughs> <laughs> maybe that we don't need people getting getting turned on for the wrong reasons in this podcast exactly we're here to talk about shang chi which has enough reasons to get oh, turned on just hard as a rock dude like i said that cg that that bus scene dude that's that bus scene Ooh, i remember seeing it in speed. trailers and being like yeah. okay that'll be a pretty fun scene i didn't know it was gonna be a five minute music video of badassness right uh I love that they got the do a flip guy to be there. Be like, you know, I took some karate when I was yeah. a kid. I'm gonna be great in their fight. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it it wasn't so it wasn't until my second watch that I recognized that guy. Um, as my favorite uh, no name character in the MCU. I mean, he even before he was in this, his reaction like, you that Spider Guy, do a flip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always fucking loved that guy, but uh, you know he came back. His his role in this was fucking hilarious. Oh, definitely. Um, but that that whole that whole fight on it, man, that whole fight on that bus was just so fucking cool. Um, right down to uh, Aquafina's character being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, right? She's like, "I literally have no idea what's going on." I met this kid. What did you say? Like a and, decade before in yeah. high school. And it's it's the one of the more I feel human reactions to like because so many times in the MCU somebody finds out somebody's a superhero and they're like awesome. Aquafina's like, what the fuck, dude? I, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, She's just like so betrayed by the fact that she doesn't know her best friend at all. Yeah. Um. I I I love that. I love that this movie. In you know, I'll just I'll say it right off the top too. The fact that it wasn't a fucking love story. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that it was two buddies going through this. Yeah. I like the fact that like they kind of implied that like there might be a future of them together, but like it's not like the point. Well, it's, they, it's yeah, like the point exactly. of it is like they are accomplishing something as a team, as like a duo. Yeah. Not like, oh, they're doing it as She's like. She's not just there to motivate him to rescue her. Yeah. She, and she was the one that rescued him. Yeah. Oh, dude. Her. Her and Gung Bao, yeah. uh, their interactions, all like four of them in the movie, 
uh, just oh, Aquafina just killing it. I mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I went into this movie expecting to like thoroughly dislike her character. Right. Yeah. The um, loud mouth comedy relief character and yeah. stuff. But she totally nailed it. Um, I forget what. Oh God, what other movie I saw her in that I was just like, oh my God, dude. Uh, was it that? Is that Spring Breakers? I think. Where every it was. Was she in that? It might, it might, it might have been that one. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it, she played the same kind of character as she's played in other movies where people don't know how to direct a proper comedic actress. Where mm-hmm. it's like, say jokes about your race and your vagina. It's like, no man, like she's got a lot of great jokes. She's got a lot of great comedy, and she like with proper dialogue and direction, she could be great, as is proven in Shang Chi. Right. Uh, she's in, she's endearing as fuck because like, you know, she's just, she's a goofy down to earth chick that's hanging out with her buddy, Sean, you know, sharing a grandma and until grandma's like, when are you going to get married? And he's like, dude, we're friends. Like just friends. And she just looks at him like, "Ah, all right, whatever. Get out of here. And now that's another thing. I feel like Marvel really crafted well in this one. I, uh, what was his name? What's the name of the director? Um, really crafted it really well in that. They definitely, like, kind of tip their hand, like, grandma asking if they're going to get married, them sitting together at dinner, at the couple's dinner, where the people are like, oh, when are you two going to end up together? And they're like, no, we're just friends. They left it enough that, like, I feel like that's Marvel waiting to check the message boards. Right, to see if anybody actually ships them together. And see if they get shipped, or if people, like me, praise the fact that it's not a fucking love story. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, good God... We don't need it. Right, we yeah, we don't need things every, to turn into a love story. Girls will go see movies if there's not a love story. It's yeah. it's you don't you don't need it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need it in every goddamn film. Yeah, uh, it's it's a crutch at this point. Same with the whole multiversal thing. But no, uh, that's that's another topic of discussion later. We're so close to finally being able to discuss this. Oh, I know. Because uh, I'm I'm so sick of every fucking movie turning into that now. Um. Uh, well, they gotta deal with it, dude. Like they, they gotta deal with something. Yeah, they gotta they gotta merge things. Like the, and, the multiverse is going to affect Phase Four. Even I'm gonna say in into entirely. Phase Five. Yeah. Um. Because uh, we don't even have a release date for Fantastic Four, which nope. introduces fucking Kang. Like as a or not well, sorry not Quantumania. introduces Quantum Mania introduces. No, Loki introduces him. Quantumania is going to be the Kang movie, but like in the lore, no Kang without Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So like, it becomes cyclical. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. That yeah. like the multiverse is pretty much here to stay for the next couple phases until Reed Richards, John Krasinski, I hope, decides be awesome. no more and becomes Kang. And Eliath makes what happened at the end of Loki happen. That's that's how I see them sealing it up, is them being like, okay, we've told all the fucking stories we can. It's getting really complicated, so we're just going to kill the multiverse um, again. Maybe? What do you mean by Reed Richards becoming Kang? Not becoming Kang, but becoming the... Becoming oh, he like who the, remains. The de facto, yeah. Like yeah, the one that's the TVA like, together you know, at some point I see I see Loki talking to Reed Richards and being like, oh yeah, no, I had to I had to wipe out 
he who remains and uh he was the one that had destroyed the multiverse and was preventing kangs from creating a multiversal war and reed richards being like it's not a bad idea yeah they'll probably they could tie in the illuminati that way i i want i want evil reed richards not okay not evil but i want morally gray morally gray like empirically practical reed richards I don't want the silly fucking zany bullshit. You want one that's more on a uh, playing field with like what Doctor Doom is. Yes, I want the I want their relationship to make sense mm-hmm. because in the first two Fantastic Four movies, Reed Richards was like a he was like comedic relief, Goody Two Shoes Boy Scout. Yeah, I want him to be like, I actually developed a gun that can kill God because I want my best friend back. Right. Uh, like, I want that Reed Richards if we're gonna if we have to do the Fantastic Four. You know You have to do the I'm Fantastic now realizing Four, I feel about Fantastic Four like I think you feel about the multiverse. Like <sighs> Yeah, it's just, get it over with. Let's just uh, let's just do it. Because like I love the idea of the multiverse and stuff, but like it should be like you know, like a small blurb and things and then like it, it comes relevant in certain storylines, but like it shouldn't be the main focus of like an entire section of what your storytelling is going to be. Yeah. And now I, I will say with my prediction, cause Shang-Chi was just like, we, yeah, it takes place on earth. There's a pocket dimension. That's about as far as we're going to go with it. Yeah. You get, you get like your own, uh, basically heaven in a sense, because like the people that live in Talo are technically godlike because of the great protector's power. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't seen Eternals yet, so I yeah, me neither. Can only imagine how they're going to address that. Um, I'm I'm with withholding judgment from uh, about about Eternals. I'm not reading reviews. I'm not reading any synopsis. I'm going to see it at some point soon. Yeah, <clears throat> I figured uh, it wasn't going to do well critically because like. It's such a broad concept, and like they can't exactly answer everybody's questions, even with a two and a half hour long movie. No, and and it's not it's not supposed to answer all the questions. Nope. It's supposed to introduce twelve new characters, you know, mm. um, that now at could show up at any point. True, or, you know, like I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know if I doubt all of them make it. Um, yeah, I don't think I doubt. Yeah, if they're gonna introduce that many characters, at least one of them's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, you got to create drama somehow. Right, exactly. You got to raise those stakes. Um, so anyway, so back to Shang Chi. So, so uh, they're fucking Aquafina and Sean, who are all uh, Katie and Sean, uh, are parking attendants. You know, valet parkers in L.A., which is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> like Shang Chi could realistically have just been like one of the richest people in the entire fucking world underneath his father, but he's just doing the most like whatever job that he could possibly think of because Katie likes to do it. And he's like, yeah, that's my friend. Yep. I just want to live a normal life. Yeah. Um, we learn later why he attaches himself so hard to the normal life. Oh yeah. Because it was the the, the best part of his childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was the, the only, the only really, good part mm-hmm. was you know that of his childhood was was the silly zany shit and then you know his dad was a dick yeah um more more marvel ish daddy issues 
Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Parental <laughs> issues is like the name of the game in this whole fucking timeline. I, I'm. Oh God damn it! All at once. Yeah, that's. Don't interconnect all your devices because then you'll forget you set a reminder and it'll blow up on every goddamn device you have. Anyways, you get attacked from um, all sides. I, I just I feel like I'm trying to recall mommy issues in the MCU. Thor. I think his mommy issues is that he couldn't save her. I'm talking like. Look at Loki in the last series too. Thor and Loki both had a very strong connection to Frigga. Oh, but I'm saying like like you know Tony had an asshole dad. Um, Thor's dad was a dick to him. Uh, Captain America's parents dead. I mean, obviously half the superhero origins are dead parents. Oh yeah, of course. Um. So, uh, yeah this this one was it was more was more Marvel daddy issues and, and dead mom issues. Yeah, now that I think about it, there isn't like a whole lot that's like derivative of like the mother being like the bad one. Honestly, I guess you could technically consider Black Widow that kind of way because of the Iron Maiden being fucking Black Widow's like surrogate mom. Oh in a yeah, sense. but um, not fully because. They did the whole fucking magnetic face mask. Oh, my God. Sorry. Let's get back to Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, the fact that that exists in Marvel now. What do you mean now? It's been a thing since Winter Soldier, one of the best movies of all time. I'm just going to leave it at that part because I think it's going to be really funny if anybody's going to just fucking hear that and feel like, of all time. Of all time. <laughs> of all ta- Wait a minute. Citizen Kane. <laughs> join us. Join us on the. On the Swamp Cup Discord, if you got to talk, Alex will argue why Winter Soldier beats Citizen Kane every time. Yeah, dude. You know why? Because it was a fucking sled. Dude. Spoilers. I just saved you two boobless hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Chung-Chi goes, you know, he's uh, we got the bus fight. We already talked about yeah, that. Yeah, Razor Fist making his fight. I loved the guy that played Razor Fist because, like, he had barely anything to do, but he nailed it. Yeah. Like, he was just an intimidating dude that was kind of derpy in some situations where he's kind of like, hey, wait a second. That's my car. <laughs> yeah. Um. That, uh, I, there was there was something about that that, like, when I saw that car with, like, the super stylized Razor Fist along the side, I... Like, even before, she was like, I'm starting to like this guy. I laughed my ass off, dude. Just mm. picturing him standing at, like, an auto, uh, like, a customized or customs place and being like, no, nah, I want it to be, like, graffiti along the side. And it says Razor Fist. And then, shlink, because I have a razor for a fist. Um, and then the guy chuckling and him having to gut him. Right. And then he looks at the guy that's next in charge and just goes, yeah, so uh, Razor Fist. So I wanted to say Razor Fist. Because I have a Razor for a fist. And the guy's like, yes, sir. Coming right up, sir. He'd be like, hey, yo, Razor Fist. That's badass, dude. And he's like, God, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. <laughs> please, please don't kill me. But I love at the end of the bus fight how Katie just slams that shit into the fucking garbage truck. And... That's when the trailer line drops of like the, hey, we make a pretty good team. Because she's just talking to the guy in the trash truck like, what in the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, that that scene, like, 
her her dialogue in it, I from the trailer, I expected it to be just cheesy one liner after cheesy one liner. Exactly. That's um, the way it kinda like hinted itself in the trailer, but when you actually see it played out, you're like, damn. Yeah, every line actually works, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Um So yeah, what where wait so next? Uh they uh pack up and they oh, get on the plane. Me. And Sean reveals himself to Katie, not that way. Yeah. Uh, but reveals his past. There you go. And, uh, zip. <laughs> he's basically like, you know, my dad is the leader of the Ten Rings, one of the biggest terrorist organizations in the entire world. And, uh, he's now tracking me and my sister down. And she's like, oh, well, fuck. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, her character again. Very, very humanizing, very like the audience tether of mm-hmm. her being like, fucking what? Right. Yeah. We're going to China all of a sudden because like you're getting hunted by your own father. What is going on now? Like, and you got to keep an eye on this is post post blip. Yeah. This is post blip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Post snap. Because they don't. They. Yeah. That's one thing I had to keep reminding myself. Unless they had a big PR thing where they went and explained Infinity War to everybody. Right, yeah. And like, okay, so Thanos was going around space collecting these rocks. And when he got all six of the rocks, he put them into a magic glove. And then when Thor threw an axe into his chest, he went for the chest instead of the head so that he could glow. And then Thanos snapped his fingers. So instead of the blip, we're calling it the snap. No, that's... It's a blip because half the fucking population was gone and then came back. To them, it was a blip. Um, a five year blip. So you know that's that's what we're calling it now. Um, yep, it's canonical. Yeah, <sighs> I'm not a fan of the word. It's too silly for a horrifying event like that. Yeah, I felt like it fit in Far From Home because it was a bunch of high schoolers telling you that it was called the blip, and it seemed almost like they had to call it something like less aggressive. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it's whatever. It it's is what and it it's is. like I said, it makes sense because not everyone knows it happened because Thanos snapped his fingers. Right? Yeah. Like some people are in the know of like the whole situation, but that's because they have documentaries that like actually like went about it, and they show that in Far From Home. Actually, <laughs> yep. When they when they're going through that, and so yeah, I guess there was. You're right. There was a thing about Thanos. There was a documentary about that, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, and then quick jump ahead, preview for the next episode. We got Rogers the musical. Oh my um, god! I can do this all day. Oh god, it was so great. I was singing I that song that. for a solid like twelve hours afterwards. Anyways, um, so you know, she explains. You know, we're living in a world where half the population could disappear at any mm-hmm. second. Like, why would you hide this from me? And he's kind of just like, because I wanted it to go away. Yeah, he's like, I thought I could run away from this fucking shit. Like, I thought I had avoided it, you know? So, and now that it's back, I'm explaining it to you now, and she's she's rightfully kind of pissed off. Oh, yeah, definitely. I even love how she stops him and just goes, okay, so your name is (laughs) Shang-Chi, and you decided to go by Sean as your fake name. She's like, I was 15. (laughs) It's like, that's like changing your name from Michael to Mike and being like, they're never going to find me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. That was, again, great humanization coming from uh, from Katie in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we. From there, the movie kind of I'll say I'll say this. The second act does kind of drag a little bit. I loved 
the whole like them getting to this weird underground club, but they're not 100% sure what's going on because Shang-Chi's sister is here. What was her name? God damn it. I cannot um, fucking remember. It's going to bug the crap out of me if I don't actually know her character um, name at this point. Yeah, she, uh, his sister is running that underground fight club. But we don't know that until after they get in and they had fucking signed that one thing from the one dude with the orange hair that's like fucking way too cool to be in this movie. Like, dude's got style busting out of every seam, and he's just like, hell yeah, man, we're good. Or, at one point, uh, he tells them that he speaks ABC because they're like, oh, our fucking Chinese actually kind of sucks because we've been living in America for, like, the past ten years. Which I absolutely adored because, like, you can tell that Aquafina doesn't really like to try to speak Chinese like on camera. Yeah, like, she um apparently she would much rather not. Uh, she she well she does she makes reference in in this movie. Um, and I read one one of the things in the IMDb trivia that she she makes that joke in a lot of her stuff so that they don't have to try to like explain to like Chinese speaking audiences why. She speaks, she doesn't speak it very well. She'll just crack the joke and be like, there we go. Yep. Like, fuck, deal with it. Jai Ling, that's it. Jai Ling, yeah. Um, yeah, they're looking for Jai Ling at this giant underground fight club where you get a black widow fighting an extremist patient and, like, all of these little tiny Marvel Easter eggs that are just like, oh, these people are fighting against each other for fucking money on a global, like, Twitch stream that people are, like, illegally trading money on. Yeah. Which, I guess, you know, we'll have to, it'll have to be addressed later on. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't Sword and Shield, like, very much in the gather up the super people business? Well, Shield technically is defunct at this point, so Sword would be the closest thing, and they're more concerned with like intergalactic, like intergalactic threats, spaceship. True. Yeah, I feel like there'd be some kind of international organization that would be like, "Hey." Well, that's technically what like Thunderbolt Ross is there for, because like he's technically the one that's enforcing the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, it's Sokovia Accords. There we go. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Is that all of those people are supposed to be registered? We have an extremist yeah. patient with a black widow, like those two would be fucking nabbed up by Sokovia enforcement or Sokovia Accords enforcement. Yeah. You'd think that like the U S government under like Thunderbolt Ross's like program would be, you know, arresting most of these people or at least making an attempt to track most of these people down, especially post uh power broker. Cause I think this is around the same time as when like the power broker is getting, yeah, like this more is, and more uh, outed, kind of. What, what did I see? It was, was it like a month or two before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So, yeah, it's like right before. Well, even now, people don't technically know who the power broker is, but we yeah. have some inkling of where it's going. She's a scroll. I would um, love that. Um, It'll it, make way more sense. It, dude, it's the only thing. I mean, I. I I don't want to say the only thing because the whole being betrayed by your country uh, and the people who you helped out mm-hmm. while they fucked off and did superhero stuff, turning you into a jaded individual, I can understand. But it's still a pretty fucking harsh change in character. Um, so, yeah, I think she's a scroll. But, yeah, so 
Fight Club uh, gets into the fight. I I loved, absolutely loved them poking fun at the shirtless fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a highlight for me because it happens far too often. Yeah, I love that. They just kind of take him back, and he's like, yeah, I know, you signed that contract right when we got in, so uh, you're in this next fight, you know? After they just watched fucking Emil Blonsky, the abomination fight fucking Wong. Yeah, dude. That was so funny. Fucking abomination hits him, and Wong goes, hey, that actually fucking hurt. Hold on. And then he makes a portal for his fist so that he punches himself out cold. <laughs> you see? Pulling so your good. punches. Yeah, dude. I uh that was fun. Yeah, and then you see him like teleport him back to the raft and he's like, all right, get back in your fucking cage, bro. Yeah. Which implies at some point they caught abomination. Yeah. At uh, the end of the Hulk. Where do you think he's been for the past like ten years? I thought he just I thought he picked Oh no, that was the other guy. Um that they just showed his, his the head thinker. Guard. The thinker, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or the leader. That unfortunately I don't think we're we're gonna see again. Probably not realistically unless they like pop him into she hulk somehow yeah which i doubt they're going to because who cares um most hulk villains that are just like other hulks are just like if it's not red hulk or abomination most people don't care um yeah that's it's the same reason like everyone's like oh when we get another hulk movie i i'm if we do get another hulk movie it needs to be about joe fix it you're not wrong because like they just they just do the Joe Fix-It thing of like, oh, somebody stole Bruce Banner's blood and they think that they made a new Hulk, but it's literally just him having his own Fight Club situation where like the real Hulk, him and Joe Fix-It have to have like a sit down inside Bruce Banner's mind and be like, okay, so somebody's encroaching on my territories, bro. Yeah. Um. I yeah. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge Hulk fan. I like. Mark Ruffalo, but like right. I, I, if we didn't like, I'll, I'm more excited for She-Hulk. Oh hell yeah! Because we get to explore a new character, whereas like the Hulk, everyone says that he didn't get a proper story arc through Phase One through Three, but I like, I like vehemently disagree. He was in so many movies. Yeah, he was in so many movies, and we like his character was pretty much complete, in my opinion, by the end of the first Avengers. Um, and, and then he deals a little bit with, you know, in Avengers 2, uh, the Hulk, you know, big rage Hulk comes out and fucks up a big good chunk of uh, what we now know is like the front of uh, uh, Wakanda. It wasn't Wakanda, was it? That They fucked up in Ultron? Scovia. No, it wasn't. No, it's like in the first fight scene. When they fight, oh, I think it was like uh, Laos. Laos. Or, no, or no, um, fuck no, that, that was Laos. Right. That uh, was fucking civil war. Uh, they 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 made the the reference to it in uh, Wandavision. The 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 fucking paper towels that they were trying to hawk in that. Yeah, I can't. I, really I, big messes. Um. But you know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's just it's not clicking any fucking bells in my brain. But, you know, he's got him messing that up and deal with that. And then uh, Thor Ragnarok, arguably also a, a, a Hulk movie because we see him working together. Yeah. Or like Hulk expressing himself and then Banner expressing himself. I will say the whole like end game starts up and he's like, I put the brands of the broad together in the Gamma Lab. And it's like, 
So we're just not going to we, we're not going to talk any more about that. Would you have preferred the deleted scene from Infinity War where uh, to like save somebody he had to like fucking bust out of the Hulk buster suit as the Hulk and then like he realizes that he's already failed at that point. It's like oh shit and fucking he's just kind of like walking around as smart Hulk. Kinda. That was going to be the end of Infinity War. But they were like that's Almost too much of a victory when we're trying to hit a super yeah, down note. We want everyone to lose. Yeah, we want everybody to like, lose. Like massively. So yeah. um but anyway, back to Chung Chi. Um again, yeah, the second act kind of drags a little bit. Um yeah, it's a lot the, of expositioning and uh you get Cause you get the their fight and like that's kind of fun for them to be like, Oh, this is how fucking jaded she is because he never came back for her. And then they get kidnapped by Wenwu's forces, obviously, because that was bound to happen. Which I was so disappointed that Shang-Chi couldn't just fucking do the dealing death blow to Death Dealer. Because, like, that would have been really cool for him to, like, kill Death Dealer. And then Wenwu come in and be like, what have you done? Yeah. I mean... Because, like, that's, like, his right-hand man, you know? That's that's the dude that he sends for all of the important tasks. Yeah. Um... That's them being like, no, let's save, you know, uh, him for mid, a comedy character death. death. Yeah, for a comedy death. Yeah, that was a <sighs> bit of a strange choice. Um, yeah, it couldn't couldn't have been a poignant one where it shows that Shang Chi is still a killer on the inside. Yeah, they, because he already killed like seven people on those scaffoldings. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more death. Yeah, he just kills people fucking indiscriminately in this movie. It's fucking awesome. Like that's one thing that. I really appreciate about certain heroes because, like, not all of them need to have the moral code of, like, oh, I'm never going to kill. Some of these people legitimately need to kill people to remain alive even. Yeah. I mean, like, I I still, there's, I'll still, you know, Age of Ultron second reference. Um, the scene in the very beginning when Baron Strucker is given, like, going to give his speech to Captain America and mm-hmm. he just kicks his shield up and punches it into his chest. Yeah. That dude should have fucking died. Right. That should have liquefied his insides. You know. With how powerful he is. Like, I mean, we, we saw the different, like, there there was a there was a meme going around recently on Reddit of people talking about how Captain America could have killed Spider-Man when he dropped the container on him. No, he couldn't have. When the, everyone's like, well, no, because Cap knew his strength. There's the scene almost two minutes before that when Spidey webs both of cap's hands and is trying to hold him apart and cap is like struggling to pull against him he knows spidey strength yeah spider-man's way more durable than captain america yeah oh yeah and so like he can you know so we know cap is insanely strong that Mm. shield kick of vibranium into that dude's chest enough to knock him out which first off if you get knocked out from a hit in the chest you got a lot more wrong with you there's a lot of internal damage going on there Mm -hmm. so uh, I still also uh, struck her one of the most teased and wasted characters in the MCU. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, they introduce him in a post credit scene and then take him out in the first scene of the next movie. Like, Well, I mean, look at Claw. He gets to be the fucking arms dealer for one whole movie, and then he just gets unceremoniously offed and then dragged his corpse straight up, and then they're just like, oh, yep, he's dead. Cool. He's gone now. Yep. Andy Serkis is too expensive. Right, yeah. 
We'll have him go direct that fucking Venom movie. No, get out of here. Come on. Yeah, you're too whiny. Go on. But, like, I don't know. Like, with uh, the the middle part of Shang-Chi, it gets into the whole, like, Wenwu pretty much laying it on the line for them. Like, yes, I have been leading this organization, and it is not one of, uh, you know, fair deals and not shady situations. And then he drops them with the fucking goddamn conspiracy theory that just really ruins his whole argument where he's like, your mother talked to me. They're like, she's been yeah. dead for a while, bro. And he's like, no, she's locked behind a wall in Taolo. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, Why would they do that to her? Because she married me. Why wouldn't they lock you behind that thing if that's the, the fucking case then? What? Yeah, that, I mean, I get that you need a plot point to move him forward to get him like... Because they, they show him, like, he, when he got married, he went legit, you know? Right, exactly. He put the ten rings away, and he even said that he found something that was worth aging for. Something that he hadn't done in thousands of years at that point. Yeah. So, you know, it, and then to have that undone, you need to have, like, a pretty profound reason. Right. And starting um, a family with somebody that is damn near god from like a different dimension basically it's yeah. definitely pretty pretty good you know like you got you gotta know that that living is probably pretty nice somebody that can kick your ass like yeah uh, no no cap just all of the way kick your ass <laughs> yeah i just love that because like that was basically his whole reasoning behind it was like wow this is a very powerful woman like she knows exactly how to defeat me and he's like i've never been defeated yeah and i think you know there's i think a portion of that is like yeah it's like he that she can defeat him and that it's one of those like i've been invincible for so long i've now been reminded what mortality is Mm -hmm. and with that comes all the feelings that mortality brings you know uh longing love all that stuff floods back into him he's like yeah i'll put the fucking rings away and marry you and raise a family with you be great um then she dies and yeah because the iron gang comes and fucking kills her yeah i love that no matter what this guy does iron man still looms over him in some random way yep the iron gang yeah they 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 definitely needed to be like here's a little like here's a little thing for you fucking nerds that are gonna complain that iron man didn't ever deal directly with him right uh because, like, the Iron Gang like was obviously just, like, another criminal organization. But, like, it was, like, their way of being, like, yeah. Because, like, that Iron Man gets attacked by the Ten Rings in his first movie. This is, like, the first movie of the actual Ten Rings. And they get attacked by the Iron Gang. And that's why they pretty much get restarted. Is because yeah. the Iron Gang fucked around and found out. Which, I loved that scene. You get little Sean pointing him out at the fucking gambling oh, hall. God. And Wu smashes down on the table and just starts shooting him and shit. Throws the guy through the fucking mirror. And then comes up behind him. Blast. That must be paid with blood. Oh, I fucking man. love that. He blows the dude's fucking head off right in front of his son. And he's just like, now we go home. Yeah, dude. Uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, we get the... 
continuing backstory that they peel back the layers little by little through the movie of like Shang Chi being sent as an assassin. Uh, you know, can't do it, so we're gonna run away and all that stuff. Which later on, he, he lied again. Yeah, I like that he lied straight up because he was like, "I don't want to tell her that I fucking murdered somebody." How do you think that some random? Like, yeah, she saw me do kung person. fu and she was ready to tell me to go fuck myself. Right. Yeah. Um. What if, if I, I tell her that I was I actually murdered someone? Yeah, I was the guy that killed the guy that killed my mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, he gets we get uh, Trevor Slattery's return after that. I I fucking love that they're trying to break out and they're just like randomly like who the fuck is that? And he's like, oh, hello. He's running lines and shit. <laughs> uh, Trevor Slattery, you know, uh, you know, I'm actor. And like even before that, when Wu had told the story. Of the American terrorist that mm-hmm. was just lied to and told that he was going to be the Mandarin. And he laughs and just goes, they named him after a chicken plate. Yeah. And they just didn't know what my real name was. So they just gave him some random name. Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, them like them kind of being like, hey, we're, we're sorry about Iron Man 3. Right, like, yeah. here's here's. Here's a little more to the story to make it a little better for you. You know, they had the one shot of All Hail the King. Um, and that was the moment when he <laughs> saved his own life by using Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, I, I quick side jump to uh, All Hail the King. Uh, one of the best post credit scenes in the MCU of, uh, oh God, what's his name? Sam Rockwell um, complaining about. Trevor Slattery in the prison. He's like, guy, what? He was an actor. Did nothing. I had an army of robots. Okay. An army of robots. And, and what do I get? I get, I get nothing. And his boyfriend's sitting there with him. being like, Oh, it's okay. Baby, not here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I fucking love that. Uh, I, I just, I, I want Sam Rockwell back in the MCU. I hope, I hope he gets more to do. Yeah. I hope they bring him back for aim. And I hope that they do Modoc at some point because I would love to see the Young Avengers take down Modoc. If if they did it to make Sam Rockwell Modoc, I'd be happy. I saw somewhere that they want to get uh, Jim Carrey to be Modoc. I don't want Jim Carrey anywhere near the MCU. It depends on the character he plays, but yeah, I feel like he would need a very specific role to actually meld with who he is as a person because, like Eggman. I get because it's a kid's movie, it's you know, a kid's movie. Like, and honestly, he kind of sold it. A yeah. Little, you know? And like, he's not exactly Eggman to what I expect, but like he did a good job and I genuinely look forward to Sonic too. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't say that about the first one because it was the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> yeah. And lest we forget yeah, first the internet design. had to cyber bully an entire studio to get that movie to look good. So yeah, and they did a great job. They did I? I love the character model. Yeah. Um, I find it weird that you keep saying Eggman. I don't think they called him Eggman. No, they don't all. call him Eggman in the movie. Think, think but like, was... that's that's the that's the joke that Sonic and his friends always use in the games. Is oh yeah, yeah it's Eggman. And it gets to the point where he starts calling his robots eggs and stuff. And, like, well, he does in the movie. But, like, in the video games, he fucking just takes on Eggman and, like, just runs with it for a while. But, yeah, Robotnik is the actual yeah. name. Um, 
but yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. I think, I mean, I could maybe see him as Modoc. I think it would be kind of interesting. Cause Partially like, because he'd be just CGI. Yeah, it would just be like his head CGI'd on a fucking flying computer with tiny legs. Yeah. And I think that'd be really fun. Because like, then he could just be as hammy as possible. And he also can play that, like, I think I'm smarter than everybody, but I'm really dumb as fuck yeah. kind of character. Like, he's done that really well in movies before. He has. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Jim Carrey's such a hit or miss mm-hmm. right now. In Hollywood, that I just I I fear that his involvement, like it could it could mess up a project. That's fair. I mean, look at look at what happened after Kick Ass Two. <laughs> yeah, how he was like, oh, I didn't like that movie. How were you in the fucking movie that? Well, I didn't realize how violent it was going to be. Did you see the first one? Did you see the first one? Did you read a fucking script? Did you do any research before you took the job? Did, or? did you read the very short comic run that the movies are actually based off of? It takes like not even that long to read. Yeah. Through. Um, so again, back to Shang-Chi. Yep. Um, uh, so like fucking Iron Gang gets disposed of and Sean runs away from home, leaving Xiling to train herself because she's not allowed to be trained under her father's tutelage. So she basically just watched everybody else and taught herself how to do that. Yeah. Which again, good on MCU for bringing, uh, you know, a female character forth. That's not just like. Warrior princess, or like, you know, oh, I was secretly trained as a badass assassin woman. And it's like, no, like, I literally had to do this no, fucking I shit myself. Did it myself. I brought myself up to be this, like. I also started a fucking fighting empire in the fucking yeah. underground. Like, that's so cool. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, after that, you know, we, we, we got them all. They get to... Wrote it down. I can't remember it now. I'll say I've said it like four times. No, no, the uh, uh, Mandarin's hold up. Oh, damn. Yeah, they Caught had there. they had a name for it, but I yeah, can't remember. But but um, yeah, they get to the actual fortress. You see after. the like the the real the magic starts to come in. Dude, I loved the fact that the fucking eyes of the dragon were the necklaces that yeah. Shailene and Shung had. It was so cool. Like just seeing the whole splash of water and then it all cgs to the forest and like shows you what path you're supposed to take to actually get through safely yeah dude that was that was super fucking cool um you know it's that that whole that whole part of the movie um that's actually where i because i had to watch it in two chunks um it was right around there that i paused it and came back to it the next day Mm -hmm. um and it really, I mean, that's it's a great break point in the movie if you're trying to watch it in two chunks. Oh, definitely. Like, right before it gets to just, like, the Tao Lo sequence in general, yeah, it's a good place to just, like, pause, take a breather. Yeah. Because, like, you get, like, the exciting escape and stuff, and then Trevor Slattery gets a couple of jokes in there with Morris, the faceless, like, pig creature thing. Yeah. I don't remember what exactly it's supposed to be. There's, like, an actual there's name a, a for name the creature. I can't remember it either. But his name is Morris, and that's all I remember because that's it's the cute name that they uh, give him. The the part that I like, I I rarely like like burst laugh out loud mm-hmm. alone watching a movie. But when they come in and that thing, and Morris comes walking up and like, oh, what is that? And he goes, you can see him too. <laughs> oh, thank God, Morris, you're real. <laughs> He's like, I thought I was going crazy alone down here. <laughs> um. 
That's just that's Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's a fucking great. Sorry, Sir Ben Kingsley. I also love the great fact actor. that he knows how to speak to Morris, but he's just like, I don't really know how to explain it, but like he kind of talks through me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fucking Ben Kingsley. Fucking I love him as Trevor Slattery. Yeah, he nails it. Um, lots of great quips with him throughout. Uh, throughout the movie, him and Morris. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he was just great. It was great because like Aquafina is a comedian in the movie, but Ben Kingsley is the comedic relief. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's Aqu- great that you got an, a comedian to be a main character and somebody who is generally like a world renowned actor to mm-hmm. be your comedic relief. Right. Because yeah, Aquafina did a really good job of like Katie turning into like, okay, I'm not going to make all these dumb jokes. You know, like we're here, like we're actually in a magical land yeah, like give me is, a bow teach me how to shoot it i can fight yeah she's like this is the kind of stuff that like my grandmother would have a heart attack and be like oh my god yeah um so yeah they 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 get they get to to tell low because morris knows the way somehow yeah i mean it, it makes sure. sense with the logic of the film like oh the creature would know how to get back home kind of thing but yeah. like as far as I know, he wasn't exactly out of it on his own volition. Like it seemed like the Mandarin like took one of those things when yeah, they visited I think, before. I I think it's supposed to be implied that Morris was going to be their backup plan to be able to find the entrance. Oh, that, I think that I think sense. that's that he took him being like, oh, this thing will lead me back to it, and then it didn't. He's like, ah, fuck it, give it to the actor. Yeah, I could, I could see you that know, for sure. I, I think that that's 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 kind of what it felt like it was applied to me because I'm like, oh, he found his way home, and like, you know, later when he gets there, I'm like, oh, look who found his way. Like, it was kind of what I think. Like I said, it was heavily implied, at least to me, that he was taken when when they left when the, when they rejected Wen Wu, like actually yeah. coming in. Yeah, that it was one of those like, all right, well, we'll hold on to him in case I ever need to get back here. That makes a lot of sense. I just, oh man. It's just so interesting to see how they they melded this like whole narrative together because like there's little things like that that I wouldn't have exactly thought of, but it totally lines up with how everything actually plays out in the movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's more you know mysticism and magic, and it, mm. it's it kind of it kind of sells it a little bit more. Definitely. And then like before we get into like their training and stuff, I just want to say. The redesign for the Ten Rings makes them infinitely cooler oh, than yeah. they were in the comics because, like, they were just kind of like fucking Green Lantern rings that only had one power to each of them, and yeah. like some of them were like such oddly specific powers that like it didn't matter. And that kind of seemed like they're like, well, shit, we got seven. What do the other three do? Right, exactly. Like- Whereas these ones are just like. They make you super powerful. You can shoot them out as like beams. You can like make them a giant chain. You can literally use them as like a whip kind yeah, of thing. They're an extension like, of yourself. Exactly. They they help your martial arts be super enhanced, basically. And the fact that they don't really explain them until the post credit scene, and even then, it's kind of like a eh. yeah. I think that post credit scene. It, my head canon is. That signal that it's giving off, Thing Fang Foom is coming in being like, where the fuck are my rings? Because that's usually what the Ten Rings are, is like this like ancient, ancient alien technology that is literally used by Fing Fang Foom and his race of people who are uh, like dragons. I thought it was signaling the Eternals. 
No. Because, oh. like, with, with, like, that that power level and stuff, it, it, I feel like it's got to be the people that originally used it. So, like, Think Fang Foom and, like, that Space Dragon clan is, like, usually the people that are the ones that wear those. Really interesting to see how they bring that in. They did a pretty good job with the Guardians of the Galaxy game of using Think Fang Foom. Uh, never played it. Oh my god, it's really good. I uh, it really yeah, good. It's on my list of games to play when I can finally play video games again. You can literally sit down and listen to an entire Star Lord album at the beginning of the nice. game. It's sick. Uh, so yeah, so now you know we they get to Tao Lo. Uh, <clears throat> we get the whole confirmation of the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang Chi gets his you know full history. Uh. Jailin gets told like you get to train with us now. Um, uh, uh, Katie grabs Bo, goes up to uh, uh, Gung Bao, who is also the uh, he was from his other role that I love, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh yeah, which they reference in uh, Sean's room. He has a poster yep. for it because like that's kind of what the the ten rings are based off of is those giant like the, fighting rings the, that they used in that and the. The Which Wu-Tang movies. I was seeing, uh, I saw a thing about um, the reason they went with that design for the Ten Rings as opposed to the actual finger rings uh, was them sitting around the idea table and basically being like, we just did space jewelry. Right. Like, we just did magical gems. Yeah, which I definitely welcome the, the change because it makes him way more, like applicable to like any kind of superpower yeah and also giving shang chi the ten rings is such a power move from the mcu because like it used to be like specifically like you had to be like some sort of criminal to be using the ten rings for a while and like now it's like the fucking hero is kamehameha blasting these ten rings into fucking things that's sick. That was that was a great fucking shot. They even say a fucking Kamehameha blast. Yeah, yeah. When she's talking to him, and Sean did a Kamehameha blast into this guy's. <laughs> it's so funny. It. Um, yeah, they they definitely they weren't shy about uh, naming their reference points. Right, exactly. Because like, the, I mean, the, it's a great way to kind of like humanize your characters. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why they they make reference to like Superman and the Eternals and stuff like that. Mm. Because, like, they, they want to show that, like, our world is very similar to yeah. the MCU to the point where it's, like... What, uh MCU is, is Earth-616. MCU is uh, Earth-19999. That's what it is. And then, 616 is the continuity of the original The original comics. comics. And then we're... I forget what our reality's number is, but I, it's, like... Up there in the ninety thousands. Yeah, it's it's pretty big number. I'm yeah. sure because like they have to have so many different fucking <laughs> universes to this point. Like, oh, that's the universe that Spider Punk is from. Yeah, yeah. If we're doing Spider Verse, we're about to get littered with MCU universes. Could you imagine if like the end of Spider Verse is just fucking Spider Ham falling out of a hole and being like, ah, fuck. Uh, I I can see them doing that post credit scene a la. Uh, uh, Howard the Duck. Right. Or like uh, how they did the post credit scene. Or, or no, not, not the post credit scene. The, the off uh, fucking the short. Shot. The, the little Marvel one shot for Spider-Verse where it's just a episode of Spider-Ham. Yeah. And then at the end he just goes, man, I hope I haven't missed the first 34 minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, so, so we got, you know, now they're, they're in Talo and they're, they're fucking Tal-Lo. training. They got the dragon scale armor to get all fucking hyped up for the fight. Yeah, dude. I, I love the design of his outfit. Yeah. Super cool. It looked so nice. Um, you get the foo dogs getting all fucking put up in the armor too. And then, uh, then the homeboy fucking Mandarin shows up, starts wrecking shop. Yeah, because they have, like, this big old cave thing at the base of the fucking mountain that he has to go through, which is past a giant fucking lake thing, which I loved. That was really cool. Yeah, it was fucking scenery. made really, like, yeah, oh, the scenery in Talo was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Um. So he gets up there, Sean and him fight. There was that really cool scene when uh, he goes to talk to him in the temple while he's uh, lighting, the, lighting the candle for his dead wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and have that fucking fight for a second. Sean gives him the, you trained your son to be a killer, so is this what you want? And he's yeah. like screaming at him because he's like, I don't want to do this, but I will kill you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was more more daddy issue character development than in five minutes than <clears throat> we got in Iron Man 1. True that. Uh, so, you know, they they duke it out. He goes, I mean, it's it's your typical MCU fight where it's like jumping around. You don't really know who's winning, who's losing. You're just oh, seeing man. action sequences. I think they did a pretty good job with the choreography with it. But then, like, yeah, right after he gets to the fucking final blow on his fucking head and stuff, and he's, like, trying to get him to fucking just let up, his dad just blasts him into the lake. And he's like, all right, cool. Done with yep. that. Got him out of the way. And then... He fucking just slams himself all the way across the lake over to the fucking cave where Sean is now floating to the bottom of the lake and he meets the great protector dragon who is actually like the one that oversees Taolo and gives them all of their power and stuff and all that shit. Um, And I love that scene because you get the air bubbles from the dragon going into his mouth and like resuscitating him basically. Um, yeah, I, I like that they made a good traditional uh, Chinese style dragon. Oh, definitely as the as the great protector. Um, and then it's one of those like where the fuck were you kind of things because when shit starts going south, then the great protector comes up with Sean Ryan. I'm like, ah, oh, I can fuck these things up like crazy. It's like, well, maybe you should have been doing that, right? Like, yeah. great protector. Why were we fighting? Dude. Why weren't you protectoring? Where were you? Until Sean came on, he was like, yeah, I guess I'll come up and do it. Well, I mean, you get fucking Wen Wu doing the knock-knock on the actual cave door and stuff, yeah. letting out these tiny little soul suckers, which I love the fact that the actual villain of this movie was something so random as the dweller in darkness behind the fucking thing that's yeah. like using... When was dead wife as like fucking a means like, to him fucking getting free? Like way deep cut into the Marvel universe, which is really cool. It's so random. I feel like, like that all the villains again was Marvel being like, "Yo, we're going for it." Like yeah. you guys just bought the last twenty four movies of us keeping it grounded. We're going deep now. We've introduced the Dweller of Darkness, He Who Remains, and fucking Eliath. Right, yeah, just like a bunch of like random things that like most people that even read the comics would be like, I'm not 100 percent sure who that is. Yeah, even like you know they they show tentacles a little bit in fucking uh, what if, and everyone's like, oh, Shimagorath. Yeah, Shimagorath. Yeah, I'm hoping at least <laughs> that'd be really dope. 
But yeah, so you get the, the mini versions of these things that are trying to bring souls to the Dweller in Darkness. And I loved the whole, like, they like, stop the Ten Rings and they go, we shouldn't be fighting. We should be fighting those things. And <laughs> Razor Fist is like, oh, you think we should fight with you? We're the mighty Ten Rings. And then fucking Death Dealer, their most badass, the top <laughs> flank motherfucker gets picked up by one of them and just instantly soul sucked. And he just looks up and goes... Yeah, I think we should fight with these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like you said earlier, like it was a comedy death, but it was a comedy death. It was man. a comedy death that at the same time was like, you know, a, a turning point where they were like, "Oh shit, that was mm. our big hitter." Like, right, yeah. um, you're right. We should fight together. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like Death Dealer also. I don't know. I I don't think they needed to use Death Dealer. Yet, they could have just had it had him show up and then maybe show up later in an MCU. But I mean, that's fucking MCU one hundred and one. We're twenty seven movies in, and they still haven't figured out. Don't just kill all your villains. But that's by the, the thing the about movie. Death Dealer. He's only been used like maybe a handful of times, even in the comics. Yeah, but you know, it would have been a great opportunity for him to like panic and run away when he starts seeing souls get ripped out of bodies and just be like fuck this and bail and then show up as a renegade in the next Shang-Chi movie or like you know it, it, there's there's something to be said about the character development in these movies being done super well for some characters and then blown off for oh, fuck dude 90% of the villains in the MCU most of the villains yeah they don't really get like too much time to shine unless like they're like very marketable and like the actor that plays them is fucking super likable which is also another crime because fucking Wen Wu is the first victim of the Dweller of Darkness after they get enough souls to actually bust through the gate yeah and like that sucked that did suck cause like yeah he was sucking his soul but like the Ten Rings of Power grants immortality. So, like... Well, it begs the question. Wouldn't, wouldn't the Soul Sucker end up just not being able or, to suck his soul out? Or would does it create immortality for the physical body, not the soul? Well, that becomes a whole other, like, is, metaphysical argument about, like, whether or not the soul is actually a part of your the, body. This, I mean, this movie kind of makes it clear that the soul is, like, the... Uh, like the the driver of the body. Yeah. So like while the 10 rings kept his body young and fit, you could still have your fucking soul ripped out, you know? I guess like, yeah, you're immortal for sure. Like you're not going to age broken bones will heal quicker. Da 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 da. But something as metaphysical as having your soul yanked out of your body. Like the 10 rings aren't going to stop that. Yeah, I guess. Cause like, I don't know. There's like a certain level to it where it seemed like, it wouldn't work because, like, the rings are also a hella super powerful thing. So, like, why would that magic be able to trump another magic? I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's more cyclical that logic. It, yeah, it's, it's like, well, that what it's, one would be more powerful in this context? Yeah, That's and shit. it's something that they can explore later on. I mean, Especially, I feel yeah, like, I feel like we're about to see shit. over Phase 4, we're about to see that Doctor Strange is not nearly as all-powerful as they made him out to be in Phase 3. Well, he's Sorcerer Supreme, but that doesn't really always mean that he's, like, the most powerful yeah. thing. 
like uh you know when we see him again in spider-man uh we're gonna see we see him at one point in fucking sweatpants like just hanging out so yeah he's not quite the the doctor strange that's like oh yeah i've actually met like god and they're like what do you mean like you know like the thing that people would actually consider like to be god i've met that thing yeah you don't really get that (laughs) yeah uh, from this one not yet at least yeah i i really hope that they get to that point i think multiverse of madness i think evil strange is going to be the main baddie i i really hope not but like you do bring up a good point because that is definitely a, a, a possibility of he's like I said, man, he's got an infinity set of infinity stones. But right then he there. would have to disrupt that whole universe that has two extremely insane Dude, people. Dude, Homeboy ate the devil for power. I don't, I don't think he's beyond disrupting a couple universes once he's been isolated for so long. And then he sees Good Strange coming through doing his thing. He's going to be like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I think Evil Strange is going to hook up with Wanda, turn her into the first half of the movie baddie. She's going to find Good Strange. He's going to save her. And then they're going to have to fight Evil Strange. And then at the end, they'll throw in Shima Gorath and then kill everybody because that's what the fucking MCU does. Honestly, I think Shima Gorath will be more of like a Dormammu thing where like they'll like have to like kind of just deal with him for like half a second and then escape kind of thing. I think honestly, it's going to be Wanda versus Strange for the most part. There are there are a ton of rumors going around about it. Uh, one of which it implies X Men, but I did I'm, hear that one. I'm I'm so I sick of getting to... excited for X Men and not having it happen because the X Men were such a huge well, part of my fucking childhood, and, and man. Dude, I, I mean, Faggy Faggy straight up said, "Don't expect the X Men in Phase Four, right?" Because like, like he you, said, you can make hints. He's, yeah, he's he, he's definitely like in the past he's made hints about stuff. That if that's come to fruition, mm-hmm, like sword. but he was straight up like, "Don't be salty when you don't get X Men in Phase Four. Like, we've been right. We were writing Phase Four when we got the rights to X Men. Right. Like that shit's already set in stone. Production's moving forward. We'll add them in eventually, but don't get your fucking panties at a twist when every movie doesn't end with a fucking post credit scene teasing the X Men. Be great though. It would be great. Um, I. My thing is, I want to fucking do it right. Mm-hmm. And being as my first uh, prediction of Endgame's post credit scene being Tony and Cap, uh, or sorry, Tony and Strange pulling up to uh, Xavier Schools for Gifted Youngsters and being like, hey, it's time for you guys to come out of hiding. You know, we just had this universe altering thing happen, and um, it would have been really fucking helpful to have you guys fighting alongside us. I thought that was going to be the post credit scene for Endgame. Obviously, that couldn't happen. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, you get, like, the whole... Uh, the soul suck of Wu, which leads into Sean and the Great Protector going against the Dweller in Darkness. And Xiling ends up on the back of the protector and like they're basically fighting off this giant dragon so it's this dragon on dragon fight yeah. where it's like this like gnarly fucking like dark souls a, looking dragon dude, versus a, a chinese dragon 80s power metal album cover oh yeah it was super in metal. motion dude it was so fucking metal and then it gets to the point where fucking dweller in darkness is about to soul suck the actual great protector and they're like oh fuck oh fuck it's getting real yeah uh 
Is that legal? Yeah, and then like, uh, I love the the brother sister moment between Shung and Shailing when uh, she like falls off the dragon and he's holding on to her and she goes, "Just let me go, like just 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 let me end." You know, like obviously this is like not a very like uphill battle, or it's a very uphill battle that we're fighting. And he's like, "I'm not gonna let you go again. No, yeah. not not gonna happen. I'm not gonna just like forget about you for a second time." And she's like, "What?" Yeah, that, oh was, that was really sweet. Yeah, and then out of the blue, fucking Katie with the long shot on oh, that the ball. the clutch shot. Right through the fucking throat of that stupid soul sucker. Can't suck down shit when you can't get sucked in. Yeah, dude. Um, Yeah, having her turn out to be like the the de facto hero of the battle. Yeah, she like made like the most influential shot. Yeah. Like that- fucking uh, Kagome in Yasha style. <laughs> yeah i uh i i can't say i quite know the reference because it's been kagome was 15 years since i watched inuasha kagome was the the modern day girl that falls oh God, into the medieval era and uh she was a uh, master archer had like a fucking charge shot fucking arrow thing that she could do that was really badass um yeah, dude, her, her fucking shot on that was just so good. And then, yeah, fucking Shung goes full goddamn Goku. Yeah, just fucking balls up the fucking ten rings, fucking shoots it into his fucking gut, and then spins him around all Sonic just the Hedgehog. Just him, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, yay, the, every villain's dead, and we have nothing to bring forward except the ten rings. Uh, well, you get Xiling as the de facto leader of the Ten Rings now, with Razor Fist as her right hand. What is it? Uh, Dead Lotus is her name now, or uh, Poison Lotus? I forget. There was I, I, I looked it up. It was that symbol behind her with the uh, the Ten Rings, but in the middle was a lotus flower with a skull in the middle. Oh, okay. Um, and she, yeah, that's uh, it's like Poison Lotus, Dark Lotus, something like that. It was uh, it was like a super deep cut reference to the comics. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got her, but obviously, like, I don't see them, like... She's definitely gonna be a villain. And the next time that we see Shang-Chi, she's gonna be if, doing some horrible, horrible shit. If they shit. do it, and they fucking kill her in the next movie, I'm gonna be so pissed. No, I don't think they'll kill her. I think, honestly, they'll give her, like, a redemption arc of, like, yeah, I've been doing all this bad shit, and then she'll just be, like, the morally gray character that's, like, running the criminal empire. Kind of like how Shang-Chi did in the comics, where, like, he yeah. took over for uh fu manchu at some point because like he was the next in line to run the shit and he was like well i'm gonna try to change it from the inside out kind of thing yeah okay um so yeah we get you know our i think what might be my favorite post credit scene oh easily so far i fucking loved it it was so great because like you get like the whole ending of like them Oh, everybody's dead, and we're gonna yeah. let everybody know that the dweller in darkness is finally gone, and we don't have to worry about that shit ever again, kind of thing. And then they're telling the story to their fucking best friends in the club. And <laughs> their friends all- are like, "Okay, I get that last week we kind of came down on you hard about being fucking ballet <laughs> drivers, but can you just stop making up shit?" And then sh- here comes fucking Wong being like, "Yo." Let's Shang- go. Shang-Chi. Is there a Shang-Chi? Yeah, I'm here. My name's Wong. I know I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a pretty big fan. <laughs> um, Then we go into that post credit scene where they, uh, 
it's what is it? It's Hulk, uh, Banner. Yeah, it's Banner. Long. It's not even Hulk. It's Banner. Yeah, Banner's Banner now. And yeah, we gotta. We're gonna have to figure that out at some point. Yeah, why did he turn back into Banner? Is it like beneficial for his arm or something? I I think it's gonna be something along those lines. And then we get uh, Captain Marvel, who's like, I have no idea what this alien technology even is. Yeah, she's the, the one who's supposed to know about this. It's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, which I'm glad that they're still using Captain Marvel, because, like, they got to get some traction with her, because, like, they just need to get her out there more. She hasn't yeah. had enough, like, time to really show her salt, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, that's why I think, uh, uh, what, what's uh, Captain Marvel 2? What's the subtitle? The Marvels. The Marvels, yeah. I think yeah. that's... Because realistically, you got Maria Rambo, who was Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Photon. You get Ms. Marvel, who also... Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel for a really long time as well. Then you get Captain Marvel. Then you could end up getting, like, the Blue Marvel. You could get, like, Mr. Marvel. Yeah, you I don't get fucking. <laughs> there's so many different people with Marvel within their title yeah. that, like, if you just use something as the Marvels, speculation's going to happen. Exactly. That's that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They they their teasers, quote unquote. I swear to God, it's just low key market research. Oh, definitely. They I say mean, a name and f- then they see what people say about it. And like, All right, that's what they want. No, dude, fucking look at the way that Spider Man No Way Home oh, has been. Yeah, fucking advertised the entirety of. It's literally just plot leak. Set leak, costume leak. Yeah, it's it's just all of these like subtle leaks that they're like, oh no, don't look, everybody. Oh, we yeah. had information of the movie leaked, and it's like, well, yeah. At this point, like we kind of know like most about the movie that we would have gotten from like a whole trailer rounds yeah. and stuff, and we've only gotten like two actual trailers. Yeah, everything else has been kind of like just a lot of them being like, reused it footage from each other. You know? Yeah. But, like, yeah, it, we know most of it, but we don't know how it's all going to go down. That's the real, like, joy of it. Yeah, what what got me, though, was uh, Wong at the end. Or, no, it was uh, Banner at the end of the the scene when he goes, welcome to the circus. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because Captain Marvel signs off and just goes, yeah, I talked to Bruce. He's got my number. And, like, clicks <laughs> off and he just, she just goes, I don't have her number. Yeah, I don't know how to contact her. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, and Wong tells him, rest up. Like, you're in the shit now. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a really intense day because you know that you're never going to go back to being normal ever again. And they're just like, yeah, I guess we really got to take things seriously. And then they bring back the joke from earlier in the movie. Or... And then they're doing karaoke with Wong. I loved that scene. They're all drunk singing Hotel, Hotel California because <laughs> that was just like the, the go-to song because that was Katie's defense against stupid people. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She starts screaming at the lyrics of Hotel California really loud. It confuses the hell out of dumb people. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's it, man. That's Shang-Chi. Yeah, um, man. Those... Uh, honestly... I, I hesitate to say top five for my MCU picks, but like easily within the top 10, like I'm going to say softball chance of being in the top five. Yeah, that's and, fair. Cause like as a solo outing, like I'm not talking about like fucking civil war, the Avengers yeah. films, none of those movies are like applicable in this. It's just like the, the solo mainline movies for people. He honestly got the best like deal out of like the first outing that yeah. this character is in because he got a fun action packed movie that had all of the right beats. And like th- there were some spots that I was like, that wasn't the greatest humor or like stuff like that. But yeah. like 
it didn't need to be like a perfect perfect movie i would easily give it like an 8.5 out of 10 yeah i'll uh, i'll agree with you there the solid 8.5 yeah because um, like i feel like nine would be pushing it but like eight would be like not giving it its due yeah um so i mean there the bog talk uh, official rating i think this is the first mcu movie we've agreed on a rating yeah, because the other ones, like, it's just, like, oh, I got a highly different rating there. Or, like, it's even just, like, a couple of points off kind of thing. Um, yeah, man, Shang-Chi, fucking great movie. Uh, hopefully, you have, that is the fourth time that I'm, like, I'm going to have to fix that microphone stand. I know, man. I just keep on um, fucking jumbling it around. <laughs> I'm just going to hold it for the end of the... Yeah, yeah, we're, we're right at the end here, so you can, we'll just hold on. We can, uh, don't, don't cup the mic, though. Uh... uh <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, there it is. Uh, Shang-Chi, 8-5 from us here at Bog Talk. Uh, Next week, we will be covering Hawkeye 1 through 3, episodes 1 through 3. I think we'll just... Because the first two, like, had some meat to them, but, like, not enough. It's a setup, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like by the time we actually meet Echo and stuff, like, it'll actually start picking up. Um. Uh, I will be doing what I can to secure the rights to I Can Do This All Day from Rogers the Musical. Oh, hell yeah, um, dude. I wanna, be so I great. I want to play that song in here. I got to figure out how that's going to be allowed. Um, one thing. Ant-Man wasn't there. <laughs> Ant-Man wasn't there. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the the one thing I will – little preview for the Hawkeye episode. Um, his Him sitting there watching it all with his hearing aid off. I loved that. And, like – I, the, I I don't know if he actually said it like that's not how it happened. Like right. that's I picture him sitting there being like that's not how it fucking happened at all. Like right, yeah. Like just imagine like some of the New Yorkers in that crowd that are just like my fucking friends died in that. Like, yeah, dude. I like that's. I mean, it's kind of like how uh, what was that that Nicholas Sparks movie that ended with like and then nine eleven happened. And Chris, oh yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no. It's yeah, it's just um, it's so fucking not tasteful. <laughs> so yeah, make sure uh to join us next week when we go over Hawkeye and then after that I believe we're doing Eternals. So Oh yeah, we gotta get Eternals in. Yeah. Either that or fucking gotta cough up some money and fucking watch Venom. Because uh, like I don't know if we could get an entire episode out of Venom, honestly. Probably not. Um we'll probably just lump that in with the we'll do we'll do Venom one and two together. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um so uh yeah everyone uh make sure to tune in for that um on that alex you got anything for him oh man i watched hit monkey on hulu oh god and it is one of my favorite marvel things that's come out in a while it's very masterfully done to the point where it's like if archer metalocalypse and the marvel cinematic universe had a baby so you say that shit now i gotta watch it all right fine i'll watch it we'll touch on hit monkey and hawkeye dude hit monkey is super fun but yeah i just i recommend it just because it's a really fun show and i wasn't expecting much going into it because it's an animated show about a monkey that yeah, kills people I mean, but i just de- decently like it jason sudeikis as the ghost assassin that kind of teaches <laughs> monkey the ropes it's really fun so there's uh there's that uh bump for hit monkey from alex yeah um, I recommend hit monkey if you guys need something to watch on hulu But until next time, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am Mike. I'm Alex. And we have been Bog Talk. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support us as well as our band, you can head over to patreon.com slash bogwraithmi. That's bogwraithmi. 
I.